Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, February fucking 17th. What's going on? How are you? Ah, Jesus. Oh, busy Bill. What's he going to do now? I'm fucking sitting in a car while my lovely daughter is uh, in one of her classes with her mother. So this is the only time of day I have. This is a day off out here. I don't know if you guys get the holiday. Is this MLK Day? Is this President's Day? Is this Flags Day? Huh? It's someday, and I got today off. But you know what? You know, when you're a parent, for all you non-parents out there, if I could just talk down to you for a second about how difficult my life is because I made the conscious choice to become a parent, and now I'm going to lecture you as if you made the decision that I became a parent. Is there anything worse than listening to these fucking asshole parents talking, uh, you know, how hard it is and how deep it is and how much they love their kids? You know, I'm not saying I don't do it, but Jesus Christ, I should be allowed. Everybody else shouldn't be. In my world, I'm allowed to bitch. Nobody else is. You know, isn't that how it works? Well, is it? Um, Well, this is going to suck because it's going to eventually get fucking hotter and hotter. In this goddamn car as I'm running my mouth. So that's just, you know what? It's just something I'm going to have to deal with. This is just one of the sacrifices you make when you become a parent. Um, so, oh, fuck. Somebody's calling me. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Uh, one hour. That's what I just That means I'm calling you back in an hour. And if you don't know what that means, you don't call me enough. And we're not really friends. You know, I just feel like as a parent, if I'm doing if I'm doing a podcast, people should respect how tired I am. You know, I, you know what kills me is fucking Leonardo DiCaprio already made a movie called Blood Diamond. OK, so people saw how hard people are really working, yet they still bitch about being parents like what they're like. They're out there with one fucking arm digging shiny rocks out of a fucking hill. You're not, all right? You're listening to kid music over and over and over again. It drives you a little crazy. It's about it, but you still, you got all your limbs. Right? We've been listening to this French CD, you know, on like a loop. My kid knows all the fucking words. What is it? C'est bon. All season. Déguisé. Or something like that. Something about the disguises. I don't know what the fuck it is. On pas français, on Cameroon, on pas français. Yeah, you listen to them a lot of times, and that's hard. You know, I know getting du- uh, blood diamonds out of the fucking side of a hill, inside a hill, with one arm, and not making any money, right? Or maybe stealing it somehow, and then st- oh, I can't, I can't say that because then I'll ruin a movie. Um, all right. Let's plow ahead, shall we? I know I did some things this week. I just can't remember what. I've been working so much. I did flappers last night out in Burbank. I'm going to be there again tonight running my hour because I've been really busy. And uh, I have a bunch of shows up in Vancouver. And you know what? I got to tell you something. I have a tremendous respect for all the stuck-up cunts up there in Vancouver who want to act like they're in some sort of European city when they're really not. All right, they're really in some cow town that they put some skyscrapers in, and then, you know, because they're near the water, they feel like they're cultured. Okay, so I don't need them and their snarky reviews coming at me. So, you know, I did some, um, I fucking riffed this thing about beautiful women the other night, and it killed. And then last night I tried to do it, and it felt, felt flatter than my fucking ass on a Sunday, whatever that means. Uh, so that was a little disappointing, but, um, the other shit is really working out for me. And, uh, I don't know, I don't know where my act is right now. I had this whole new fucking act and now I added a couple other things and all that shit that I thought was part of my new act just got sent down the fucking river. Um, I did like a little over an hour last night. I feel like I did four subjects. You know, because I've always been a long-winded hack. But anyway, I'm going to run my hour again tonight at Flappers. Not sure if there's any tickets left. Um, But uh, it's going to be a good time. And uh, I'll be ready to go come uh, Thursday, Friday, I think Saturday. I don't know what the deal is. You know what's killing me is my Boston Bruins, who picked up four points 
this weekend. They beat somebody, and I watched the game, and I, I have such a dad brain. I can't even remember who the fuck they played. I watched the middle of the second period until the end of the game, and uh, I watched the Flyers play Tampa Bay. That was a fun game. And then uh, what else did I? And then the Bruins beat the Rangers. That's right. Well, they're also playing Vancouver. They got a little West Coast road trip coming up. And the day after my gig, they're going to be uh, they're going to be in Vancouver. Now, the old me, before I became a parent, I would have stayed. But you know, as a parent, you have to make sacrifices. Um, no, I've already been to a home game of the Vancouver. Vancouver Canucks. I've already seen Bruins games. I've seen Bruins games on the road. Uh, you know, you just do the math. Or do I want to go home and ride bikes with my kid? You know, it's a no-brainer. Then she'll take a nap and I'll watch the fucking game. Perfect. Perfect. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, is uh, has What's-His-Face got his 40th goal yet? Huh? 88 there in the Bruins. Why can't I remember anything this morning? Who's on our first line? Marshawn. Pasternak, David Pasternak, Jesus Christ. Uh, has he got his 40th yet? He was stuck on 39 for a couple of day games, you know. Can I be an out-of-shape fucking sports writer now and ask him what's going on? Does he think he's going to stop at 39? I mean, March is coming up. Do you think you'll make 50? If you make 50, what's the bonus in your contract? I think players should be able to opt out of fucking post-game interviews. You know, I think the league ought to lighten up on selling the game. All right. The game is sold. We're all there. Half the people in the crowd are dressing like they're playing at the fucking game. Right. For God's sakes, what more do these guys have to do? Ask the answer the same stupid. Or at least you ought to be able to just sarcastically answer the questions. Um, like I saw this one guy do. They were like, you know, you got out-rebounded, uh, 40 rebounds to fucking 22. Uh, can you explain it? He said, well, you know, basically, you know, the ball hit the cylinder, and you jump up, and you reach, and you grab the ball, and you pull it down. And if the other team does that more times than you, then they get more rebounds. It was tremendous. Tremendous. You're going to fucking sit there and ask a stupid question. You should get that sort of a sarcastic response. I feel, in my world, that's what I believe. Um, yesterday, me and uh, Bert Kreischer, I got tickets to the Wildcats versus the Renegades, the XFL game, and uh, I don't think we could have had a better time. We fucking rode over there, pulled in right as the game was starting. You know, they played in that little ass stadium that the San Diego Chargers, I think, are finally moving out of the one down there in Carson, Los Angeles, whatever the fuck it is. And, uh, oh man, we had a great time. We had a great fucking time. I didn't get any souvenirs. Somebody took my fucking Wildcats towel by the time I got to my seat. Oh, God, here comes the, here comes the cops. Here comes the boys in blue pulling by my car. I got a microphone and head, headset on. Is this illegal? Am I a reporter? Let's see if he sees me. Does he see me? No, he doesn't. He was looking the other way. Um, all right, so we went to that fucking game, and uh, it was just weird. I've never been to the first game, home game, of a team, of a brand new league, their first home game ever. It's fucking hilarious because you don't know any of the players' names. There's no history. There's no rivalry. So I just started cheering like I was a diehard fan. But like, you know, since the beginning of the game. So I just kept saying shit like... uh you know, when they were losing, like they didn't score a touchdown for the first three quarters. I was like, Jesus Christ, how long do we go? How many quarters do we have to put up with this? I mean, gee, it's, it's been 90 minutes of this. I'm sick of it. This is what I'm paying for. And I, I was surprised by how many people around me didn't get what I was doing. Um, you know, and then, I, and then I kept making fun of you, you guys. If you go to an XFL game, you got to make fun of that ref with the red hat because I still don't know what it's for. So I was just, hey, what's your red hat for? Hey, red hat! Red hat is the mic! Red hat's the mic! <laughs> there was actually somebody who recognized me at the game. He goes, hey, Burr, shut up! <laughs> I don't know what happens when I go to a sporting event. Even stone sober, I, I just become a fucking asshole. Um, I had a great time, too. When it came down to crunch time, I was calling out plays, you know. 
Red right 88! Red right 88! 64 toss power trap! <laughs> See if anybody would get it. Um, but we had a fucking great time. And uh, great fucking fans. The fans were fucking hilarious. A lot of people boozed up. They just, they were fun. They just got into it. Oh, and then like the the Wildcats were down, right? And they were trying to get us to do this. You know, you make an X with your claw. Let's claws out. You know, they always got to be a little hip hoppy about it too. Yo, shout out to all the Wildcats out there. Claws out. Yo, you and Carson, son. Everybody's got to act like they're fucking... They did a little jail time and didn't get raped. You know, you know that vibe. Everybody's got to act like they're fucking tough. It was a little bit of that. Um, the players thing. If I, if I could have some suggestions with the league. The players are amped up. They're not professionals when it comes to speaking in a microphone. They're football players, so they're going to start yelling. When they do, pull the microphone away from their mouths like I just did. They don't seem to do that. They just blow out your fucking eardrums. But um, our seats were like in the sun, you know. And I'm a fair-skinned ginger over here. So uh, I spent the first half, you know, with my hoodie over my head. And I was like, all right, let's go stand up in the shade. And then that's when it became a good time. We started meeting all these people. Burke Kreischer was getting recognized right and left. People asking me to take a picture <laughs> of the two of them. It was fucking great. Uh, Bert can't hide. That's what I noticed about Bert. Bert, can, Bert is very recognizable, you know. The second he steps out, they just, I don't know what it is, but we found Burt Kreischer's people. They are at the XFL games. Um, and we just stood up there and we were just, you know, we were cheering, just acting like idiots. They got the wave going, which I thought was hilarious. They should do the wave. I would never do the wave in an NFL game, but in an XFL game, I love it. Okay? This isn't the NFL why don't we do all of this shit? You know what fucking pissed me off? Is they're allowed to make two forward passes as long as, you, as you're still behind the line of scrimmage? You know? I don't know why. And they were going, then this is just going to open up the offensive playbook. And you know what I saw yesterday? I saw two coaches trying to get a ride in the NFL. That's what I saw. All right? And Burke Kreischer said it. He said, you know, th- th- what they should be doing, they, sh- they should just be fucking throwing bombs. Th- that's what the AFL did. They opened the game up. Who has ever designed, in the history of football, who has ever designed a two-forward pass play? Nobody. Because it's not legal. Unless it was legal back in the crazy Lake Johnson days, but nobody remembers it. You could be a fucking pine. You could be the Bill Belichick of the XFL. Design a fucking play that looks like a sweep. I mean, it's really just a halfback option. The thing that I don't like is that you have to do it you have to do it behind the line of scrimmage. You know it would be fucking, it would just open the game up, as if you could throw a forward pass wherever the fuck you were. So then you hit a guy, right? He catches the ball and he's running. Now the other guy covering the other guy wants to peel off and help with the fucking tackle, but he can't because his guy will then become open. And then the other guy's running. Can Does, does he have the intestinal fortitude as the two defensive back close in him to throw Back against his body across the field. That also opens up for an interception. He's not a quarterback. I guess if he did that, it would just become too crazy. I don't know. But I just feel like a bunch of people over in Europe. Um, You're actually describing fucking who gives a fuck rules football? I'm sure I am. I'm sure you have a bunch of shit to say to me because I live in a better country than yours. Yeah, we're bankrupt. All right, we're fat. Okay, it was built on slavery and genocide. But when you take that off of the table, what do you have? You have the land of the home of the free and the brave. We got plains. You want plains? We got plains. You want mountains? We got that shit. You want lakes? You want rivers? What do you want? You want a couple of black bears, brown bears, whatever the fuck you want? We got all that shit. We have all of that shit. And we make the best music. We make the best blue jeans. We make the best fucking movies. You know it's true. And by we, when I talk about the arts, specifically, specifically music, I'm taking credit as a white person. 
as if black people didn't help us <laughs> tremendously. You know, we kick your ass in the Olympics. Shout out to black people. Summer Olympics, that is. Um, yeah, what are you going to do? Our Olympics are kind of segregated, huh? <laughs> I'm an athlete. You're white. All right. Put on some mittens. You're going to be at the Winter Olympics. I know how to throw a javelin. Get the fuck out of here, whitey. Um, all right. I didn't think that my life would come to this, that I'd be sitting alone in a car that's rapidly heating up, screaming into a fucking microphone with a windsock on it, even though I don't have the windows down. I, I really didn't think that it was going to come to this, but evidently it did. But you know what? I just had one of those fucking weeks. I had a great fucking week, and then someone just had to be a cunt. You know? Now, if part of it is on me. I got to drink some water here, people, so I don't pass out from fucking dehydration. You know, each year, over 29 podcasters die recording their podcast inside of a rented Prius with the windows up. Okay, now if they're just doing a half hour episode, they have a 37% more chance of survival. Okay, I'm not saying that they're not going to walk away with some sort of brain damage. I just want you people to know the risks that I'm taking for your own free entertainment as a parent. Hmm? Mm. I'll tell you, there's a lot of drinks out there, but is there anything better than ice cold tap water? You know? That is the greatest fucking drink ever. Fuck all these goddamn deliveries. Okay, I will take my water out of the tap. I will boil it. I will watch a third of it go away into the air. I will watch a rain cloud develop in my fucking kitchen. Okay? When it reaches the saturation point, I will then stick the pot underneath it, and then I will drink that pure rainwater out of the pot that still has the, the pollution in it. Just making the whole thing a waste of time. More of a science experiment. All right. This is what pissed me off, okay? I, I, I sent out a tweet. A harmless little tweet. I know, I know what you think. The second you say, I, I say a harmless tweet, you're like, oh, God, what white chick who decided to stop shaving her clam got upset? It's not, it's not one of those. <laughs> I don't shave my privates. Now you know that I'm smart and I'm making a good point. Um, I don't care what's going on down there um, or up there. Anyways, I, I, I said, uh, was going to get a breakfast, to, something like, was going to get a breakfast burrito, went with the oatmeal and fruit anyway. Crucial old man decision. Hashtag no nap before noon. And the amount of shit that I got. Actually, there's more protein in a breakfast burrito if you knew anything about nutrition. Blah, 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 and all this type of shit. Let me fucking tell you fucking internet cunts something. All right? Nobody knows what the fuck they're eating at this point. Okay? You can debate what group it's in, blah, 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 and blah, 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 and all of that fucking bullshit. You have no fucking idea what was in that chicken unless you raised it. Okay, if you didn't raise the chicken, if you weren't rubbing that pig's belly before you fucking slaughtered the thing, I don't want to hear a fucking word out of you. You don't know what they sprayed on your broccoli. I don't give a fuck what farmer's market you go. I don't give a shit if it says organic. I don't give a fuck. You don't know what you're eating either, so shut the fuck up. I do know this. If I eat a breakfast burrito, it's like fucking Ken Patera put me in a sleeper hole. All right? I'm sorry. Who used to do that? It wasn't Ken Patera. Ken, Ken, Ken Patera. Would he lift you over the head or was that Tony Atlas? Wait a second. Who used to put you to sleep? Adrian Adonis. Adorable, adorable Adrian, right? He used to put you in the sleeper. He'd go, good night, Irene, and then fucking put you in a sleeper hole. That's right. But if I eat a bowl of oatmeal, I feel light. I have energy. This guy's was sitting there. I'm so sick of people being afraid of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates don't make you fat. What makes you fat is fucking taking in more calories than you burn, you dumb cunt. You know, eggs are not all bad. They're not all good. Everything, it's how you fucking use it, right? If you just did heroin once a month, I'm sure it's fine. Once a month, as long as you didn't get a hot shot, I think you'd be okay. Isn't that right, sir? 
I got to let some air in here. Ah, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God, that feels wonderful. Can you imagine if I get funk? You know what would be fucking hilarious? Is normally, this part of the city, I'd be worried about getting mugged. But for some reason, because I'm recording a podcast, and I feel like you people who are listening but aren't actually here, I feel safer. Oh, my God. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Thank you. All right. Excuse me, sir. You know, I was watching this fucking... So anyways, getting back to that shit. All right, I don't want to hear a fucking word of anybody about what the hell I eat. If I eat something and it makes me feel good in the long run, I'm not talking about eating a cupcake and being like, oh my God, my toes are twinkling and before I have to take a nap, okay? If I eat something and it makes me feel good, all right, I don't need to be food shamed. I don't need to be carbohydrate shamed. Who the fuck has a problem with oatmeal and fruit? Fucking sitting there because eggs have protein. Well, yeah, you know... A lot of things have protein, and then you throw a bunch of shit on top of it, and then you're having a fucking heart attack. It wasn't an egg. It was an egg, an egg, and a, <laughs> and a breakfast burrito. You find me one goddamn fucking personal trainer out there that would tell you a breakfast burrito. I'm not talking a healthy one. I'm not talking a gluten-free one. I'm talking one that came off of a fucking food truck. There was a whole stack of them. All right, if I ate that fucking thing, all right, I would have fucking nosedived. And we all know what a cute little nose I have. And the last thing you guys want to see is for me to do a face plant. You already have to look at my giant, bald, fucking white head, all right? Thank God I have a nose cute as a button, right right in the center of it. It balances out my head, you know? I look like that clock. You, know, you ever see a clock you can't quite make a decision on? Um, no, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you one thing. I, I got to get Nia on the podcast, all right? Because for some reason, okay, my, my wife, she's, she's a little artsy-fartsy, okay? She's a little tipsy-whipsy. She's a little cutie-patootie. She wants to invest in art. I do not. I don't know anything about art other than the less it looks like what they say it is, if the person who painted it dies, then all of a sudden it's worth money. So she showed me a picture or something, right? And uh, I'm like, all right. I go, what the fuck is that? She goes, you like this painting? And I'm like, no. She goes, you don't like it? Okay, now when your wife does that, mean that means you're going to buy it. When she asks you your opinion and you say, do you like this? When you say, no, I don't. When they go, why? Or you don't like it? That means that's basically, you ever see a, a, a boa constrictor? Fucking grab somebody. She just grabbed you and now she's wrapping around. And every time you answer is like that fucking animal exhaling. And that just squeezes a little bit tighter until you pass out. Except at least in those videos, the animal dies. But it's the husband... <laughs> You continue living and you have to look at that thing hanging on your wall or sitting in your living room or fucking driving into your driveway that you didn't fucking want. So she's like, what do you think of that? I was like, I don't even know what the hell that is. And she's like, oh, it's it's a, I don't know, it's a parakeet or something. I go, that doesn't look like a parakeet. She's like, see, that's what I like about it. It's up open for interpretation. And I'm like, well, see, that's what I don't like about it. Because it doesn't look like a parakeet. All right, just because everybody figured out how to draw a parakeet in order to be different, you have to draw a parakeet that doesn't look like a parakeet. Now there's no rules. Right? And now I got to buy this scribble dibble horseshit. And I saw this whole fucking documentary, or maybe somebody told me about it in a bar, I can't remember what, was saying what bullshit the fucking art scene is. That it's basically, there's like four or five families that have invested in art and they move the market, just like the stock market. I don't want to get involved in that shit. But here's the thing. What do I want to do? Do I want to not? You know, I'm going to stick to my guns this time. I already know she's going to get it. She's going to get that fucking goddamn parakeet sitting there. And then I have to sit there 
and you know, look at the signature and then look this person up and like once a month, check the obituaries to see if this person died and I'm ever going to get my fucking money back. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, if you go out there and you buy yourself a one level ranch, you still got people know what the fuck it is. And even if you lose money, you can get something for it, right? I don't know. My wife is more educated into that shit than I am, so I'm I'm just gonna like I'm I'm gonna I don't know what I'm gonna do. Whatever I'm gonna do, I shouldn't say it on this podcast because she'll probably fucking hear it and then she'll know my strategy. So if you're listening, sweetheart, um I I, I don't understand it. I, I, I fucking hate museums. Okay? There, I said it. I don't fucking like them. I go in there, nothing looks like anything. Okay, I, I don't like that I have to go into a painting and I have to figure out what the fuck this guy was trying to say. Okay? It's like talking to a crazy person on a bus. I, I don't know what you're saying and I, I'm not going to sit here and try and figure it out. I'm not a psychologist. Okay? I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure it means something to you. I'm sorry that whatever happened to you happened to you that made you do that to a piece of fucking paper. Okay, you know what tree died and you just fucking vomited colors all over it. You realize that, right? At least it could be something that we knew. Well, what is that? Um, yeah, I'm just going to... I don't know what I have to do here. I know. I'll just... You know what? You fucking handle it. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just let her do it. And then when we take a bath on all of these fucking paintings... Anytime she gives me shit, I'm not even going to look up for my food. I'm just going to point to it on the wall. (laughs) And just be like, is that guy dead yet? Because I can't get my money out of that fucking thing. Oh, God. We got a three-year-old. Let's get an expensive piece of art and put it on the fucking wall. I'm being a jerk. I think it's cool that she likes that type of stuff. I'm fucking kidding. So, um, you know, she wants a couple of artsy fartsy things on the wall. That's fine. You know, then I'm just going to be like, all right, well, then here's the deal. I have to be able to buy an artsy fartsy painting of John Bonham. Okay. Of some or something that I like. A beautiful woman fucking smoking a cigar in Cuba. I don't know. Something that I'm into. You know? Anyway. um, I actually... I found the fucking video. Oh, my God. I got to post this fucking video. I've been trying to find this video forever with this guy from Cigar Ficcionato. Tells the story about being down in Mexico and this guy gave him a real fucking Cuban. Right? And uh, he just fucking took out the butane lighter and lit it up. And the, 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 the dude almost had a heart attack. Like, what are you doing? And then showed him the whole story about how he had three matches. Just look up Cigar Aficionado three matches. And he showed the patience. That's the greatest thing about it. Even if it is, even if it's just whatever it is. But it's just like to do that and the focus and the concentration... Because he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't cut it and draw air in, you know, to help light it. He he doesn't clip it. He just fucking sits there with the match and slowly turns the cigar. And he has those long matches and he lights. It takes three of them, and then he finally clips it and then he draws in. And none of the chemicals off of the match are drawn in and affect the taste of the tobacco. It's just, it's awesome. And if you're uh, a cigar smoker, you're a cigar smoker, you'll appreciate it, um, unless you're a cunt. Um, anyway, by the way, March 10th, everybody, old Freckles is going to be playing drums with Dean Del Rey um, on his 40th anniversary of Bon Scott. Bon Scott died February something, 1980, so it's been 40 years, and Dean Del Rey's the man, and he's going to uh, do a tribute to uh to bond scott and he's got all of these people coming out uh i don't know if i'm allowed to announce the lineup but i i did i did because i don't know with everybody touring but he's got some major 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 musicians coming down there 
and then I'm going to be sitting in for a song or two, embarrassing myself. Um, and that's going to be on March 10th at uh, at uh, the Avalon, right across from um, Capitol Records on Vine in Hollywood. March 10th. It's a Tuesday. All right. So, all right. Let's read some of the advertising here. Where the fuck is my damn phone? I just had it. I don't have internet out here. This whole fucking thing is just falling apart, for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake, Bill. When are you going to get your shit together and get a studio? All right. We got some live reads here. Raycon, everybody. I don't know this one. Raycon, look around you. It's a wire. It's a wireless world, man. And everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbud from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. I did not know that. Now I know that. I like this. And they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. I'm liking everything about this. And Raycon's latest model, E25, is their best one yet. With six hours of playtime. Jeez, you could be a triathlete. Do the whole goddamn triathlon. Probably with one pair. I don't know how long a triathlon takes. I'm just saying, six hours is great. Fly across the country. Seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable perfect for on the go listening and for taking phone calls unlike some of your other wireless options raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems yeah those straws that hang out of people's mouths i mean sorry out of their ears i hate those things you've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by ray J. no you did not it's the first time i'm reading it and celebrities like please pick Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, J.R. Smith. Why wouldn't I say all of them? Those are huge names. Well, they're using them, and they're obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now, now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order and buy Raycon.com slash Burr. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash Burr for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. By Raycon.com slash Burr. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, anything that's Apple is going to cost 10 times more than it should, right? All right. Policy Genius. Oh, my God. They're so smart. Uh, the year 2020 shows up uh, in a lot of science fiction. A lot of people predicted that by now we'd be teleporting to work or living on Mars. Can you imagine if if the teleportation actually existed and you could actually be questioned for a murder in Seattle and you were like, well, I was at home in Los Angeles watching television. Yeah. And that's a teleport machine right over there. I swear to God, I didn't use it. Um, A lot of people predicted that by now we'd be teleporting to work or living on Mars. And a lot of those predictions were wrong. Wrong. The truth is. We'll always get the future wrong, which is why we need to get life insurance. Ah, you don't always get the future wrong. All right? There's a couple guys over there at Barstool Sports. They get it right when they're gambling. Dan Katz. David Portnoy. I think they're talking about technology, which is why we need to get life insurance right. That's where Policy Genius can help. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You could save 1500 bucks or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. That's great. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance. So basically, whatever insurance you're looking for, these guys can help you out. So if your science fiction dreams for 2020 still haven't become science fact don't get discouraged get life insurance it takes just a few minutes to find your best price and apply at policygenius.com policy genius we always get the future wrong man but we get life insurance right and lastly no not lastly jesus christ hymns 66 percent of men start losing their hair by 35 hey spoiler alert Once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Now, Jesus, is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Any bald spots yet? Let me check. The best way... (laughs) 
The best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. It's time to grab the new year by the follicles. Uh, here's to a year of personal growth. I swear to God, one of these times I'm going to do this just as a joke. I am coming out with a fucking bright orange like the sun lion's mane. I'm going to grow my beard out and just come back looking like I'm in the fucking eagles. A fucking ginger Don Henley. Um, and why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? For hymns.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. This is what I love about these people. They're like, well, you're going to get your hair back, so then the broads are going to start knocking on your door, so you've got to clear up your skin and make sure your dick's going to be standing at attention to support the troops. Uh, it's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Hey, Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Hims was created by a guy who knows some men's health. Conversations are easier online than in person. For Hims, uh, connects with you to real doctors online, which could save you hours. Uh, completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few questions of a doctor will review, and if they can determine it's right for you, can prescribe your medication to treat your hair loss uh, that is shipped directly to your door. This holiday season, Jesus, here's some old copy. Let it grow, let it, let it grow, let it grow, let it grow with hymns. I was going to try to cover for you guys and say you were talking about St. Patty's Day coming up. Um, dive into 2020 hair first right now. My listeners can st get started with their first month for free. Go to forhims.com slash burr. That's forhims.com slash burr. Prescriptions require an online consultation with the physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Only valid, offer valid only if prescribed. Three month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's forhims.com slash burr. All right, now, lastly but not leastly, now here comes this. Here comes the money shot. Here comes the fucking headliner of the reeds. Brave. You are living in the surveillance economy. What is that, you might ask? Every time you download a web page, you are not just downloading the context, text, and images. You're also downloading privacy-invading trackers. Many people, many popular media sites over have over 100 trackers on every page. So what, you might say? Your digital profile includes information about you, such as your search and watch history, your personal beliefs, or even your location, everywhere you've been, and even your current GPS coordinates. Start using Brave. Uh, Brave stops data-grabbing trackers and creepy ads from following you across the web page, the web, sorry, which allows you to browse up to six times faster than the other browsers. Here's an important fact about us. Brave isn't anti-ads. Brave is anti-tracking. Brave users can choose to opt in to Brave Ads, a privacy-respecting ad network run by Brave. With Brave Ads, you can earn rewards for any ads you choose to view. That's right. Out of the box, Brave will block ads and trackers, but you can choose whether you want to see ads, how often they appear, and get rewarded for your attention if you click on one. Uh, how does Brave make money? If you choose to opt in to Brave ads, Brave takes a cut of the advertising. Spend whatever you choose to view an ad. That's how Brave earns money and keeps the browser free. Free! It takes less than 60 seconds to switch to Brave and port your bookmarks with one click and start enjoying a better internet. Listeners of the MM Podcast can easily switch to Brave today. Go to brave.com slash burr and download Brave today. That's brave.com slash burr and switch today, 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 today. All right. Let's uh, let's get into the re reads here. Oh God! Oh Jesus! We're going to continue on. Remember this guy last week? What he was talking about? He had a hump in his nose. The humpy nose is the nose that keep on growing. But fuck me, baby. <clears throat> Maybe you can find some chick that wants to sit on your face. Maybe she'll like that bump. You know. Um. Anyway, sorry. Uh, nose hump surgery. Hey, Billy boy. Listening to the 18-year-old ask about getting rhinoplasty and wanted to chime in. Chime in. All right. So those of you who weren't listening to the podcast, this guy just summed it up. There was an 18-year-old kid who was convinced that the reason why he hadn't been laid yet was because he had a little bump in his nose. And uh, I, I advised him not to get a nose job, just to start saying hi to women, making them laugh, and someone would be sitting on his face faster than he could say rhinoplasty. Um, I'm a lady... And growing up, my dad always gave me shit about how big my nose was. 
Granted, it wasn't misshapen just long. He would say, I had a bird beak. Jesus Christ, why would you say that to your daughter? And referred to me as a toucan bird. I developed a big complex about it and looked into plastic surgery. Inevitably, I pussied out because of the pain I'd be in. Now married, my husband loves my nose and says it's one of my better features. I'm still not comfortable with it, but I feel I have grown into it more. I have no regrets for not going through with it. And you found love. Parents, kids are going to be mean enough at school. You don't need to help bullies out by adding shit. Just don't. Why would you fucking... Why would you say that to your, to your kid? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Depends on how old you are, though. If you're like in your 40s, then I get why your dad would say it, you know? It was just a different time. It's just what you did. People just made fun of you, right? Now we know that that fucks people up. Um, I can't imagine ever doing that. Jesus Christ, why would you do that to somebody? I'm sorry that happened to you, and I'm glad you stuck it out. Look at you, you found love. You found someone who really loved you, you know? All right, so good for you. Look at that, feel-good story. Joel Osteen, life story. Oh, God, here we go. Joel Osteen's dad was a Southern Baptist pastor in Texas and started Lakewood Church. Joel, I always wanted, you know, when you're the son of a pastor, does he make you, like, go out in the garage and preach to him, you know? Until you're like crying and he's just like, you ain't going to bed until you make me get up out of this chair feeling that Holy Spirit. This fucking guy just walked by looking at me like I was a fucking lunatic. And you know what? I am fucking screaming about the Holy Spirit. Goddamn headphones and a microphone. All right. Uh, Joel decided I have to leave this door open. It's hot as fucking here. Sorry. Enjoy the sounds of traffic. Joel decided to go to college but didn't graduate. I like this guy. Instead, he started the church's television program and became televising his dad's sermons. What we're dealing with here, ladies and gentlemen, is one of my favorite things on the planet, a self-made man. He did that for years until his... He's basically the Vince McMahon of preaching. You know, Vince McMahon's dad ran a regional business. Vince took it over and turned it national. Turned it into a national thing. Anyways, he did that for years until his dad finally convinced him to start preaching. Joel did his first sermon in 1999. Shortly after he started, his dad passed away from a heart attack. Oh, God. Joel took over after that and continued on the old family business. Dude, he made it quick. He did his first sermon in 1999. He's had that fucking... He's had that fucking uh, Astrodome, whatever the fuck he bought there in Houston. He's had that thing for 10 years. Jesus Christ, he made it faster than a hot chicken showbiz. Uh, shortly after he started, his dad, okay, whatever. As you mentioned, he purchased the arena where the Rockets used to play and renovated it. That's fucking great, I think. You know, you look at goddamn Atlanta, Georgia. The fucking Georgia Dome was fine. They just imploded it and built a brand new one. It's an environmental disaster. Where, did, where, did, where, did, where the fuck did all the trash from the Georgia Dome go? Right in the fucking ocean. Maybe they saved a couple of beams, sold a few seats. It's a fucking joke. Uh, now somebody from Atlanta is going to try to defend it, you know. Uh, reportedly, these renovations. By the way, is there anything funnier than watching Houston Astro fans having their backs up about that cheating scandal? I mean, they've been nice to Red Sox fans, but if anybody says the Red Sox cheated on the last one, I'll be like, yeah, fucking absolutely they did. Who the fuck am I? I don't give a shit. Good on them. We're not giving the trophy back. Uh, reportedly, Astro fans, you just got to roll with it. Be like, yes, we did. You should try it sometimes. When's the last time you won one? Uh, reportedly, these renovations cost over $100 million. How the fuck did he afford that? You get a loan. And you're a church, so you don't pay taxes. So you pay it off fucking twice as fast because they don't take 50% of your income. Anyway, he does sell out the arena to over 50,000 people when he's there. That doesn't hold 50. That doesn't hold 50. It's a basketball arena. Probably with the basketball court is about 19,000. You fill in those fucking seats. Does he have people sitting behind him? He's selling anywhere from 20, I would say, to about 24,000. Anyways... Uh, he does sell out the arena 
arena to over 50,000 people whenever he's there. However, he doesn't always stay there. Uh, all in caps. You were wrong. He and his wife are currently on tour. Oh, man, I wanted him so bad. Well, I guess you got to keep fucking feeding the flock. Yeah, but for the most part, he's there, right? Even these talk show hosts, occasionally they'll go on tour. But, I mean, they go to the same studio every day. They don't have to go to fucking LAX. But he probably flies private. Oh, man. If Joel Olstein, if you're listening, I want you to pray for my envy that I have for you and your show business lifestyle. This is just, this man is the greatest. And he kept his hair. You know, he's just, you know, he's in great shape. God bless him. He and his wife are currently on tour. They are doing the Toyota Arena in Ontario, California. Get the fuck out of here in April. Then they'll be at Yankee Stadium in May. Dude, I'm going. I'm going to go with Burt Kreischer. I'm going to see if he's around. I'm not going to heckle. I'm not going to be a cunt. I just want to see it. Tickets are about 15 to 25 bucks. But when you figure how many of those gullible Jesus freaks he packs in there, the high-pitched voice, squinty-eyed cunt is going to make a killing. Good for him. Well, you know what? This bald, freckled cunt is going to go see him. I'll go give him 15 to 25 bucks. <laughs> Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen with the power of the Lord. He figured this game out. Oh, did he figure this game out? It's the best. It's the, it's the best. It is the best. You know, and he has a very tough job because all he has is the Bible. You know what I mean? I mean, I know it's a lot of pages. I know a lot of it doesn't make sense to the average man. But how many stories can you pull out? And everybody's pulling from the same fucking, you know, it's not like a stand-up comedian where you got the entire fucking universe you can pull from. This guy just has the Bible. You know what? I said it that way on purpose because I'm trying to give him another subject. You know, somebody told me, I was, was talking about me coming up with, per, with, with sermons. And, 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 and they were saying, oh, I feel bad for Joel Osteen because all he has is the Bible. Let's just think about that for a second. All I have is the Bible. I have the universe in my hand. I better close my door. Somebody's going to fucking whack me. This is going to be weird. All right, sorry. Uh, God bless Joel Olstein, and God bless him for making all those people feel good. Somebody's got to do it. God knows the fucking bankers don't. Fucking thieving cunts. All right, L.A. squirrels. Hey, Bill, I was wondering if squirrels in L.A. hibernate, even though it never reaches really low temperatures there. Do they still bury nuts out of habit? Let me know. Well, I'll get right on that, sir. I'm going to start fucking uh, observing the squirrels. Um, I never really noticed that they took time off. We used to have a bird feeder. Sorry, I was opening my fucking, uh, I was opening my fucking thermos there. Um, we used to have a bird feeder and this fucking thing would crawl down. I need all the bird seed and I have to wake up in my pajamas, sticking my head against the screen. Hey! 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 Fucking, fucking scream! You know, you just want to make noise. Then my wife would wake up. What are you doing? I'm yelling at that fucking squirrel. It's out there stealing all the bird seed. And then she would just start laughing. And that's why I married her. Any woman that can laugh at me screaming explicatives at a goddamn squirrel at fucking seven in the morning is the woman for me. Um, I don't know anything about L.A. squirrels. I know I do know that squirrels in London were red. And I had an affinity for them. I, I'll tell you, it was the craziest thing. I was in Hyde Park and I met I, me and another red squirrel. Our eyes met. You know, and we kind of had a moment. And it was like, this really is the motherland. Um, thinking about joining Army. Few days to decide. Jesus Christ. All right. Hey, Bill, been trying to decide if I should join the Army or join the Army Reserves. I'm 26 and just had to move back into lower level of a duplex where my father lives upstairs. Cheaper rent. I was driving Uber after I got laid off and still doing that. While now searching for direction, I have a dream of doing comedy, but I can't afford rent. And I need health insurance as well. So obviously I need a job that will suffice suffice for rent and bills and hopefully have health coverage. Well, how do you start your stand-up career if you join the Army? And just to give you a heads up on the armed services, as far as the, uh, the veterans that I've talked to, you want to join the Navy or the Air Force. They have the best living quarters. And if you join the Army or the Marines, they treat you like a fucking animal. Okay? That's what they told me. Okay? Um... 
Anyways, I have practically no college, but I do have massage therapy certificate and experience. The Army has structured has structure and bennies and jobs. But I feel stupid going in the Army because I don't believe it's for the country. Uh, yet those are the values they uphold. Well, then, I, well, if you believe that the Army is fighting for corporations, I would not join the Army. Um, anyways, I have a few days to decide. Don't do it before an aptitude test. Don't do it. But I want to decide before I unpack or move all my shit to the garage and ship out to some other state or country for full-time work with the Army. Don't do it. Also having trouble picking out a job out of the mass, their massive list. I'm too old to be stupid anymore, and I don't want to set myself up so I'm not a deadbeat or a basket case in the future. Uh, I wouldn't do it. You want to be a comedian? Okay, I would fucking drive for Uber. I would do whatever I want. I would make that dream happen. Okay, and do what we all do. Go eat some fucking ramen noodles and, you know, dress like Malcolm Young. Jeans and a fucking plain T-shirt. And you do that until you fucking make money, all right? But if, you, if you're not buying what our foreign policy is, the last thing you want to do is fucking join up. Because um, that's not going to be good for them and it's not going to be good for you, all right? That's easy. Do not join. Repeat. I, you're not going to join, right? I didn't hear you. Um, all right. Not relationship advice. Oh, it's time for no advice. With your host, Billy Burr, and I'm ripping off this melody from somebody else. Uh, Dear Billy the Polar Bear Believer. (laughs) Okay. This is going to be a short one, but I messed up big time. I emailed my teacher on Friday. I accidentally ended with the the email with love instead of sincerely. My teacher is also a feminist who everybody is scared of. It's a three-day weekend, and I have that class on Tuesday, and I don't know if I should send another email about that or talk to her in person. I just don't want another Saturday school. Thank you, and go fuck yourself. What do you mean Saturday school? Um, who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? She's just your fucking teacher. You know what I would do? You know what? Let her sit in the awkwardness. Why do you have to deal with it? You sent love. He wrote, sincerely, your fan. Um, yeah. Who gives a shit? If she says, why did you say love? And it's like, just be like, is there something wrong with loving a feminist? And then just look at her like she's out of her mind. Yeah, this is what, when you fuck up in life, I've learned this as a comedian. When you fuck up, you never, you, you blame the crowd. <laughs> that's what you need to be doing you need to be blaming the crowd all right people i know this is only 50 i usually give you an hour here but my daughter's class is over and uh i gotta go pick up my lovely wife my beautiful daughter and uh take them out to lunch because it is a holiday out here i am working on a holiday and as a parent you know it's just so difficult sometimes to do 60 minutes of a podcast by yourself okay I'm sorry I came up six minutes and 52 seconds short. Um, all right, that's it. I'm going to try to go upload this thing at the fucking dance hall here. Um, all right, God bless you. Go fuck yourselves. Take in an XFL game. Have a good time. It's a fucking great time. Great people are showing up. It's a fun game. Who doesn't like football all year round? And guess what? If you're not into that, racing is starting up. Formula One, MotoGP, get into it. It's the shit. All right? That's all I have is bread and circus for you. I have no solution. Starting up the car. Here we go. Oh, this is illegal. I don't have my fucking seatbelt on. It's a kid music. Clap, clap. I don't know what that means. Go fuck yourself on français.